all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Take Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Get your Bible in your hand. Lift it up high. Y'all ready for the word? I said, are y'all ready for the word? You understand it's one word that makes all the difference in your life. Look at somebody and say, I need this word. Let's make our faith confession. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word, which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer. I'm a doer. This word has given me life more abundantly. We don't believe in hope deferred. We believe that we can walk in what God has ordained now. Look, as I'm about to say now. Please remain standing. Flip open to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. Again, good to see everybody today. And if you uh, came in maybe a little after the announcement was made, uh, you can come down front and uh, meet me. I'd love to meet you right after service today. If it's the first time on the Internet campus and you're just joining us, uh, you can send us an email, and we'd love to, to meet you that way. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you there? Exodus chapter 20. Go down. Well, start at verse 1. And God spoke. Somebody say, God spoke. So that must mean it's pretty important, right? All these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Please understand, it wasn't your education that got you anywhere. It wasn't your looks that got you anywhere. It wasn't who you knew that got you anywhere. It was God. Look at somebody say, God brought me out of Egypt. (laughs) And look at verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me where god just means what source now one more scripture go to proverbs 3 proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 9 proverbs 3 and verse number 9 hallelujah hallelujah amen how many people you really know oh nine is gonna be your best year how many you just feel it you just you feel different Hallelujah. Proverbs verse 3, or chapter 3 rather. Go to verse number 9. Honor the Lord with your what? Possessions. So, so, so watch this. Look at me. Everything you have, God says, honor me with it. Honor me with your time. Honor me with your relationship. Honor me with your job. Honor me with your car. Honor me with your house. Honor me with your hair. Even if you had to buy it, honor me with it. Honor him with what? All your possessions, 
And let's read. And with the first fruits of what? All your increase. Verse 10. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Look at somebody say, neighbor, when you put God first, you'll never be last. Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak through me now this word, God, that we might put things in the proper order at the beginning of the year, God, that we might walk in what you've ordained for the rest of the year. In Jesus' name, somebody shout out amen. amen. On your way to your seat, just look at your neighbor and say, keep him first, keep him first, keep him first. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. But please understand, uh, we are in the head of the year. We are in the, the month January. January now being the head of this year is the first fruit of the year 2009. Are you here? Uh, that's why it was so important that you were in church on watch night so that you could bring in the year with God. But now watch this. January now is the first fruit of this year. Now, in that, what you do at the beginning determines how a thing ends. Say it again. What you do at the beginning determines how a thing ends. Now, please understand. Say my relationship with God. Please understand, God is a father. Please understand, and as a father, he loves you and he desires the very best for you. Please understand, uh, I, I, I do not understand the message now that people believe that God is mad at them and God just going to knock them out and God going to take them out. That ain't Bible. Look at somebody and say, he loves you. He loves you a lot. But please understand, uh, if God, and I said this last week, if God did not want you here, I think he's got power enough to see to it you wouldn't be here. So the fact that you're still living, you've still got breath in your body, your legs are still working, your eyes are still working, your no the fact that your body's still here must mean you've still got something to accomplish in the earth realm. And please understand, our enemy's desire is not to kill you physically because you're no threat to him if you don't live spiritually. You didn't hear what I just said. Please, please understand, if I was your enemy and I really wanted to torment you and I really wanted to do you bad, I wouldn't kill you, I'd just make you live in misery on earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And too many folk in the body of Christ are living miserable lives, doing it in the name of God. And God is saying, that's not what I've got for you. I'm your daddy, and I love you, and I got more for you. Touch somebody and say, there's more. So as a father, he loves us. Please understand, as a father, he corrects us when we're out of order. With amens, go right there. Uh, please understand, when you are a parent, it is your responsibility to make sure that you are training up your child in the way that they should go so that when they grow older, they will not depart from it. Well, when you understand the word child, it's the Hebrew word that means kid, it means sheep. So now if he's our shepherd, a shepherd oversees sheep. So if he's our shepherd, God says it's his responsibility to make sure when we get out of order that he helps us get stuff back in order. And so sometimes that means, please understand, uh, I, I had uh, some of my sons, they were repotting the plant for me, and uh, they were taking it out, and they, they were uprooting the plant and putting it in a bigger pot and putting, uh, 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 what's called, soil in there. Because the soil I had was dried out. Please understand, when God brings order in your life, many times it may be messy for that order to come. When God begins to uproot stuff in your life, many times, please understand, when they had that soil, I walked in my office and said, my God, what are y'all doing in here? But when God's bringing order in your life, because he's your father, sometimes things may have to get a little ugly before they can get a little pretty. But the ugliness is necessary. Tell somebody, say it's necessary. Stop running from the trouble because the trouble is what's going to bring the change you need in your life. It took a crisis in America before America to make change in the country. 
It took a 9-11 before many people would come to church and to worship God. Sometimes the crisis is necessary. Because somebody says necessary. So as a father, he loves us. As a father, he corrects us. As your father, he confronts you with yourself. I'm going to say it again. As your father, please understand, what God does is he will hold up a mirror to you and say, now listen, there's some changes we got to make. Now we can do this one or two ways. Voluntarily or involuntarily. But either way, these changes have to happen. Because see, God, please understand, he's Alpha and Omega. That means he's what? Beginning and end. So the way God works is God says, I'm looking at the end of your life, stepping back to where you are now. Please understand, when God looks at you, he does not look at you where you're at. You didn't hear what I said. God does not look at you in your failure. God does not look at you in your mistakes. God looks at you as what he's ordained for you to be. And he says, now listen, I got to keep that mirror in your face until you get where I've ordained for you to be. Now, here's the deal. When he shows us the mirror, you can't be turning your head. Anybody, if you like me, sometimes you see on, I was watching a movie the other day. Matter of fact, it was called uh, Mirror or something. And it's supposed to be a horror movie. And let me tell you, I was about the first five minutes, so I can't do this no more. You, you ever seen something gory and all that, and, and it just, somebody, somebody bleeding, and somebody broke an arm or something, and you look at that, and you can't even look at it? Okay, I know I ain't the only one. You look at it and say, I can't even look at this. Well, that's what happens for a lot of saints. God says, listen, the reason I got your friends away from you, the reason I ain't got the same people in your life is because I want you and me to look in the mirror and let's deal with some of your issues. But if you keep turning your head away from your issues, then you'll never deal with them. And every good father confronts their child with themselves. Look at somebody and say, he's confronting you with you. Because he's a father. He loves us. Please understand. As a father, he is not mad at you, nor does he shun you. Please understand. Uh, uh, you, you, ever, you, ever, you ever had a real good day where you've been real spiritual? You do nothing wrong. And you're saying to yourself, all right, Lord, I've been good today. You can bless me today. I, 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 I didn't do nothing to nobody. I wanted to. She came to my cubicle. I didn't say nothing to her. And so we think, okay, God, since I had a good day, okay, bless me. But then we do the opposite. When you have a bad day, you think, all right, God, well, guess I don't deserve nothing today. I guess whatever bad happens to me happens to me today. Please understand, that, that, that is not God. On your best day, your righteousness is still filthy. So God says, listen, as opposed to you trying to get it all together, God says, why don't you just use my righteousness? He imputed his righteousness for us. Please understand, God is not asking us to be perfect. He's just asking us to be faithful. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And a lot of saints think that because they made a few mistakes, because they ran away or they did this and the other, that God can't use them because God's mad at them. And I can't go to church. God's mad at me. Rev going to know. I'm here to make an announcement to you. He's not. You can many times be more difficult on yourself than God is. Because God, remember, he's just trying to get you from what? Glory to glory, from level to level to faith. And you're sitting here kicking yourself over something you did seven years ago. And God is saying, when you ask me for forgiveness, I forgot about it. The only way God knows your past is you got to bring it up to him. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say my relationship with God. Please understand this. As a father, he's not keeping you from life. Please understand. Remember, remember when you, you growing up and, and, you know, you get rules put on you. And, you know, it's a different day now. But, you, you know, uh, you won't let me live. My mom's 14. Mom, I'm 16. Mom, I'm 18. Daddy, I'm, you won't let me live. All the other kids get to do this. But your parent knew that, listen, if I don't protect you from that, you're going to mess around and be like that. So you thought they were trying to keep you from life. They were really trying to, to protect your life. You're not hearing what I'm saying. And God is saying, I'm not trying to keep you from living. I'm trying to protect you from death. Because you didn't see that there was some mess over here. There was some stuff over here. I'm keeping you from dangers you see and dangers you don't see. Because I'm protecting you. Tell somebody, say, he's protecting you. Please understand, you need to understand the hand of the Lord is on your life. That's why that car accident didn't kill you. That's why that foreclosure couldn't stop you. Because the hand of the Lord is upon you. Tell somebody, say, his hand is on me. Please understand this. As a father, he demands first place in every area of your life. Somebody say first place. Now, please understand, anybody ever, you ever really want to win first place and you didn't win first place and people say, you did a real good job and you thinking to yourself, listen, second place is just a nice way of saying first loser. You ever thought that? Come on, be real now. Especially if you're competitive. Anybody competitive? See, I'm competitive. I, I want to win everything I do. I was playing with some of my sons. I was playing a card game, and so I started changing the rules about midway because it looked like one of them was going to win. I'm I, I want to win. God says, listen, I'm not going to be second place in your life. I'm not going to be second to your wife, to your job. I'm not going to be second to anything because second place is really first loser. In this context, are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say first place. Please say, God will not sit second place in your life. We read in Exodus, God says, I am the Lord your God. I brought you out of Egypt. And God says, what I need you to do is I need you to understand that I got to be first. And every time you don't put me first, I will remove whatever you place there. Anybody ever put your money before God and then your money left? And y'all ain't going to talk to me today. Look at somebody say, go and get real. Tell them, say, go and get real. Uh, you, you ever put a spouse or a man or a relationship before God and you were running to do what they wanted and running here and running there and running everywhere. And then you found out to yourself, you found out, wait a minute, maybe they're not the ones I should be putting all of my hope in. Maybe I should be putting my hope and my trust in God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now, please understand this. Uh, whatever you do, God will allow that to be removed. I said, whatever you do put before him, God will allow that to be removed. Now, watch this. Everything you have belongs to God. I need to say that again. Everything you have belongs to God. I'm going to tell you, your car, that, don't, that ain't yours. I'm going to tell you, your house, that ain't yours. I'm going to tell you, your spouse, that ain't yours. Everything we have, say everything. Now, if you're from the country where I'm from, we say everything. Everything you have belongs to God. God has just asked you to be a steward over it, to oversee it. 
Please understand, I, I like, I, I, I like uh, what's that place, Chipotle or Chipotle or whatever. I don't never say it right. I, burrito House. I like Burrito House. And so when I go in, I, listen, I, I love sour cream and I love cheese. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all, y'all had it last night. They put all the stuff on there. And so I said, listen, let me have a, a lot of sour cream, a lot of cheese. Then the lady will say extra. I said, no, extra means pay more. No. I want extra. I just want you to give me a lot. <laughs> now, what's this? Because have you ever looked and they act like the food is theirs? I mean, they act like it's coming out of their pocket. Now, if you work at Chipotle, please, you know, just if you see Bishop, just, you know, come on now. Aren't you hearing what I'm saying? Please understand. But what happens is, is that's like how we are. We are been given to be stewards over what God has given us. It doesn't belong to you. It ain't coming out your pocket. It's coming out of his pocket. And when you understand that principle, you will stop worrying about finances. And you'll stop worrying about stuff because if everything you have belongs to him, it's the company's responsibility to pay for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say first place. And please understand this. Uh, the way we put God first is through the first fruit principle. And of course, you'll notice today I'm teaching because I want us to really get this. I'm going kind of strong, I want us to get this. Say the first fruit principle. Now, please understand, we learned from Proverbs that when we give the Lord the first fruit, that he causes a blessing to rest on everything else. Are you understanding this? So I got some fruit here for you. Now, like orange and tangerine. Now, watch this. Say first fruit. Now, I got three pieces of fruit here, but now watch this. The very first piece of fruit I get, God says, I want the whole piece of fruit. Okay? Because God says, if you'll give me the whole first piece of fruit, I will then bless the rest of your fruit. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But now, here's what a lot of saints do. You, you, have, been, you have been somewhere and, 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 and you've seen some folk, somebody's bananas and you look at their bananas and their bananas all... All you know, all black and brown, and and then and they take the nice one, and they give you the one that. What a lot of saints do, and what we're going to learn how to do not not do today is how to give God the leftovers. We've got to give God the what the first fruit. You know why? Because the first fruit is the best piece of fruit. Somebody say, God wants my best. Now, please understand this. When God is first, he then causes a blessing to rest on the remainder. Now, say in every area. Say every area. Now, please understand this. Imagine now. I want you to get this picture. Now, imagine you're a provider. You're a healer. You give them money. You give them strength. You give them the best of everything. Some of y'all, you saying, Bishop, that sounds like my ex. <laughs> You give them the best of everything. You give them your money, your time. Matter of fact, when they call on the phone, <laughs> you give them the best of everything, and then they come to you with a piece of old raggedy fruit. Tell me, here you go. You give them the best of your time, and they give you a little five minutes at the end of the day. You give them the best of your energy and they come to, I'm tired. Say first fruit. first fruit. 
Say it again. Say first fruit. Now, please understand this. God is first. Watch this. No matter what. Are you here? Please understand this. God says, I don't care how you feel. I don't care what's going on. I don't care whether or not you think you should or you shouldn't. God says, I want to be first all the time. Because if I put him first, I'll never be last. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Now, say first fruit principle. Because I, I really want us to get this. Please understand. The first, first fruit principle says this. No matter what's going on in my life, there's two convictions. Number one, I'm not leaving God. So, 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 so the only way that I'm going to get out of God is he's going to have to get rid of me. But other than that, I'm not leaving him. I don't care who, don't talk, who talk about me, who don't like me, who run their mouth. I don't care. I'm not leaving God because he's first place. The second conviction is I'm not leaving church. Now, how many people be honest and just wink at me so you don't tell on nobody that sometimes God's people can be interesting? But guess what? What does that have to do with you giving him your first and your best? See, a lot of people say, well, you know, Bishop, I, you know, I just, you know, because people just, you know, people. Listen, if you always get stuck on people, you're going to miss your assignment getting stuck with folk. And I don't know about you, but I'm not missing what God has ordained for me for nobody. I like you. You're nice. That's great. But listen, I'm not missing what God has ordained for me for you. Tell somebody to say for nobody. Now, we understand in this principle, again, I want to teach it so that we get it. Say first fruit. Now, let's, let me give you some very practical things today. You ready? Daily living. Uh, now, remember I told you earlier that if I was your enemy and I wanted to defeat you and I wanted to really get you, I wouldn't kill you. I'd make you miserable. In other words, I'd make you like that beat up piece of raggedy fruit. Every time you look at it, I'm just tired. Honey, I'm going through. I'm just trusting the Lord. Say first fruit. In our daily living is where the real battle's at. Because guess what? You're here on Sunday for an hour and a half. You're here on Wednesday for an hour and a half. But guess what? You've got many hours where you're not in the house of the Lord. So you've got to then take what you've been taught and take what you've been given and you've got to use it. So the real battle is how can I use what I've been taught on Sunday on Monday? How, how can I use what I've been taught on Sunday when I go to the restaurant and the person cuts me off in the parking lot? How? Somebody say first fruit. Now, please understand this. Please understand this. In our daily living, the first part of our day, we need to give to God. Bishop, why? Because I, I'm a night person. I just want to pray at night. Here's why. If you get stuff right with him. At the beginning of the day, everything else with everybody else will be right. But if you don't get this right first, this is going to be jacked up, messed up. You're going to get in arguments with folk all day. Couples going to fight all day because you're not operating but giving God the what? The first fruit. And when you give God the first fruit, he what? Blesses the rest. So if I give him the first part of my day, God says, I'm going to bless all the rest of the 23 hours. And God says, I don't need a bunch of quantity. See, Jesus said, he said, don't pray like the heathen and don't, don't, don't pray like the Pharisees and Sadducees where they pray, you know, so they can be heard. Oh, Lord, we're standing in the need of prayer. Lord, we just want to thank you one more time. 
Anybody want to thank him one more time for coming into the house of the Lord? And uh, we, are, now listen, ain't nothing wrong if you pray like that. But what did you actually say? You took 20 minutes to say thank you. So Jesus said, when you pray, don't pray like the heathen pray. They use vain repetitions, and they keep saying stuff just so they sound spiritual to people. They've been around somebody, and they pray a long time, just sound spiritual. And they try to show you how much they know in a, t- in a prayer. Father, we thank you that you are life. You are Yahweh. That means you are the Lord God. Now listen, I just need you to pray. Somebody say, give them the first fruit. So here's the deal. When you wake up, even before husbands and wives, even before y'all start interacting, because, see, that's when the enemy wants to come in. He wants to get you mad about something. You wake up just, you know, got your mind on the Lord. And you wake up, and then the enemy wants to look at you, you know, wants you to go look at the TV and say, didn't I tell her to turn that TV off? She don't never be listening when I am. So before you even interact with your spouse, when you wake up, you say, wait a minute, can't talk to nobody, can't do nothing. Let me go give God the first fruit. Because now that I've given him the first few minutes of my day, he's going to bless the rest of my day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Please understand. So how do you do it? Number one, you need to plan it. If you don't plan it, then you just it's going to be haphazard. So if you know you wake up at 6.30 every day, then 6.31 from 6 until needs to be your prayer time and your first fruit time. I say, well, Bishop, I don't have that much time in the morning. Well, wake up a few minutes earlier. See, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Because, again, remember, you can spend all that time saying stuff over and over again. And God's going to say, what have you said? That's why you got to have a targeted prayer list. And we've talked about that and I've talked that before. So, and then you also need to have devotion time with the Lord. So you need to pray, but guess what? You need to get a devotional, or if you just want to read your Bible, you need to get something to help you at the beginning of your day. So you get stuff right with him, then everything else will be right. You understand what I'm saying? That's important. Somebody say it's important. Say first fruit. Now, please understand this. When we wait until the end of the day, here's what we're giving God. That beat up banana. Now, everything you needed the prayer for didn't already happen. So now you're ready to pray and, and stuff didn't already happen. Somebody say first fruit. Now, let me give you some more practical stuff. Y'all all right this morning? I'm just going to give you some practical stuff today. Hallelujah. Second thing, please understand, first place in your time. Please understand. Serving God and serving in the local church is just what God requires. This is what he requires. The blessing that is listed out in Deuteronomy 28, God says, and these blessings shall rest on you in the storehouse in your local church. God says, I desire your time, and that's just the bottom line to it. You have been in a relationship with somebody, and, you know, they called it a relationship, and you called it like, you know, a partnership or something because you only like saw them once or twice a week. And you're saying, how can we have relationship and we never spend any time? So how can we have relationship with God if we never spend any time? And for a lot of saints, it's difficult to spend time because they say, well, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? Just think of it like this. You're just talking. 
They said, that ain't that deep. I know. Somebody say, this is simple. First place with your time. Please understand this. Uh, in serving, it's important that every believer serves in a local church. Now, please understand. Uh, start with what you can. And then increase it as time allows. You don't have to come in and be super saint. But start with what you can. Because you're saying, God, I'm putting you first in my time. So maybe that's once a month you to know I'm putting you what first in my time please understand we put God first even when we come to church Sunday the beginning of your week what are we giving him today the first fruit Jesus the day he was raised from the grave was Sunday it's called the day of first fruits you know that but please understand it was at the end of the feast of Passover and at the end of that feast in the middle of that God says that's the day of first fruits and Jesus says I'm the first fruit for all of humanity just as the first Adam was the first fruit for fallen man, I am the first fruit now for the man in Christ. So when we come to church on Sundays, we're saying, God, we're starting out our week giving it to you. Now, please understand, it's not about getting points. God, I went to church today, two for me. God, I went to Bible study, that's like eight points. We're saying we put him first. Somebody say put him first. Please understand this. Next thing, first place with your job. First place, you know, one of the biggest areas saints sometimes have issues is with their job. Ooh, bishop, pray for them. This going on, this going on, this going on, this going on. Watch this. Never allow your job to keep you from God. Because if it gets more of you than he does, then who's first? And if your job is your first fruit, then let me see it. Try to bless the rest. Now, let, let, me, let me explain that. This is Denver. Watch that. Watch this. What I'm saying is, is this. If your work schedule keeps you from worshiping God, you try to adjust your work schedule to your worship schedule as best you can. Quiet in church. Now, please understand, God is understanding. He, know, he, he ain't saying, listen, just go live on beans and, and cornbread because, because you quit, because you need to come to church. He understands you need to make money to live. But God says, I need your heart to make sure that it's putting me first. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Please understand this. Uh, connected to your job, pray over your food in front of your coworkers. You know, we got a lot of secret, you know, undercover saints. You, 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 you met an undercover saint? The only way you know they're a Christian is because they got their Christian t-shirt on? Look at somebody and say, I ain't no undercover saint. Tell them, tell them I'm not an undercover saint. But what you do when you pray over your food, number one, you're saying, God, I give you the first fruit. I bless my food, so you'll bless the rest. But when you do it in front of your coworkers, in front of that, you're letting them know, listen, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I don't serve your God. I'm going to serve my God, and you're just going to have to deal. Well, we don't want you praying in front of your food. Well, then listen, y'all need to go over there while I'm praying. Offend nobody. Well, go over there and get offended. But as for me and my house, we, we, it's a done deal. There's no discussion about it. There's nothing to talk about. We're, we're going to serve the Lord. Are you here? Somebody say first fruit. First place in your finances. Doom, doom, doom. 
Now, now let's deal with this. Please understand. Go to Nehemiah twelve forty four. Y'all all right? I'm just kind of teaching today. Amen. I'll I, I preach on these last couple of things. I, I hope that you're real good. That's it. Nehemiah 12, 44. Because how many people you say, Bishop, finances is maybe an area where you maybe have some issues. Just be real with me. Let me see your hands. All right. Okay. All right. Good. So well, all four of y'all, we're going to get you help. Please understand, the Bible teaches this principle that money and really, if you take the scripture in context, it actually says taxes. But money answers things. Please understand, money cannot buy you happiness, but it makes it easier to be happy. Now, I can't buy you happiness. I can tell you that. But it makes it easier. Money can't buy you love, but it so makes your relationship a lot easier to go through. Now, here's reality. God's desire, 3 John 1, 2, is that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. God needs you to be blessed so you can be a blessing. That's the whole reason. God don't need you to be blessed so you can hoard it and say, listen, I got this, and it's for me and Jimmy 3 and no more and all that and Freddie 4 and no more and can't all I get and, and all that. No, God says, I need you to be a what? River, not a reservoir. Things pass through a river, things stay in a reservoir. And that's why God wants your finances to be blessed because he, listen, how are we going to preach to people that are hungry? They need a sandwich. They need the word too, but they ain't going to hear your word unless you meet their need. So that's why God needs us to do well here in this area. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you there in Nehemiah 1244? Ready? Read. Okay, you sound right there. And at the same time, some are pointed over the rooms of the storehouse. We understand storehouses in today's context is the church. The storehouse for the offering, the first fruit, and the tithe. Now, notice there's three separate things there. Now, this is one of the things that the body of Christ has mistaught horribly. Because people teach that, well, the tithe is the first fruit. And that's not true. It's not biblical. Now, y'all ready to go through this real quick? Many of y'all have heard this. Many of you, you probably ever heard this before. So we're going to go through it real quick. You ready? Speedy Gonzalez, here you go. You ready? The tithe, first 10% of that that comes into our hands. Please understand the tithe is not an Old Testament principle. The tithe was uh, instituted when Abram tithed to Melchizedek. Now, when we tithe today, Melchizedek was a type of Christ. When you tithe today, you're not, that's why I say you're not giving to a man, you're not giving to a church. You are tithing to Melchizedek, our high priest, Christ Jesus. Now, that's how much? That's 10%. Now, say offering. Now, we understand that in the measure we give, that's the measure it's given back to us, according to Luke 6 and what? 38. So the way the tithe works is it's a what? Sustainer. So if you're broken, you tithe, you're going to sustain brokenness. If you're broken, you don't tithe, you're going to be less than broke. You're going to be broker. I know these are words. Webster just didn't think this far into it. Now, what happens is, is that in this, the tithe becomes a sustainer for the increase that the offering and the first fruit brings into your life. You understanding this? It's glorious, the system God's got set up for. So God says, everything you give to me above your tithe, God says, in that measure, I'm going to measure it back to you. And the tithe is going to sustain that level of increase. 
Give an offering in the hundreds, you'll get increase in the hundreds, and the tithe is going to sustain that increase. Now, the biggest punch, somebody said a big punch. The, 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 the knockout is the first fruit. Abel gave a first fruit while Cain gave an offering. You can look at it, it's right there in the scripture in Genesis. The first fruit is the what? Whole of the what? Increase. So if you get a raise on your job for $1,000 a month, the first raise is the what? First fruit. If you don't have a job and you get a job, you ready for it? The first check. I say, Bishop, that's just a lot. I don't believe in all that. Well, fine. The principle is, God says, if I bless the whole first piece of fruit, the whole rest of it is going to be blessed. But if you keep your first piece of fruit, I can't bless any of it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, now that requires some what? Some faith. That's why the first fruit is the most powerful tool because it requires the most faith. It's easy to get 10%. But a whole other thing, the whole check. You mean like the whole thing, bitch? Like the like? No, I mean like the whole thing. But it's the whole piece of the fruit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Please understand, with your finances, before you start spending your money, here's what I encourage you to do. I encourage you to ask God what he wants you to do with it. How many of us, when we get up, you don't have to raise your hand. Just wink. When you get your check, you got it's planned out. I'm going to run to the mall. I got to go get them shoes. Got to get this, got to get that, got to get this, got to get that. So before it even gets to you, you can spend it. But since it's not yours, as a good steward, what do we do? We say, God, since it's not mine, I'm going to stop and I'm going to ask you what you want me to do with it first. Because I'm giving you the, give me the first. I'm asking you what you want to do with it. Are you getting what I'm saying today? Where my runners at? <laughs> Ain't nobody running today. I know I'm just kind of teaching today. First place in your family. First place in your family. Now, again, I'm just kind of teaching today because I, I just want us to get these principles. Please understand, I encourage families. Please understand, how many people know that some of the worst mess you can have is family mess? Ain't nothing worse than family drama because family drama, folks start bringing up stuff that ain't happened in 17 years. Remember back in 62, you didn't bring me my, you know, my, my bag. I was messed up how you did me. Mama, tell him. And you're saying, I don't even remember what it is you're talking about. The worst kind of mess is family mess, but the reason is, is because most families don't give God the first fruit. And so when they come together, you got to call the police name in there to keep stuff together because the family didn't give the first fruit. Bishop, how do we put God first in our family? We pray together on a daily basis. We give them the first fruit. When we come together for a family reunion, for Pookie and them get to acting up, you pray together. Some of y'all know you got Lil Ray and Lapoo Nim, y'all know. Now, if you are the little ray of you know, look straight ahead. 
but you give them the first. So please understand, if you're a family with your immediate family, on a daily basis, you should be praying together with your family. And you should also, if you're the head of household, before you send your kids out into those war zones we call schools, you should anoint them. Well, Bishop, I did that once. It didn't work. Well, you got to keep doing it because it's process. So the family, here's how it works. You wake up in the morning. You've given the first part of your day. You've given it to him. So what is God going to do? Bless the rest of it. Now, you get ready. You do what you need to do. Now, before your family leaves or while you're in the car or whatever, you're together praying. And you're saying, God, as a family, we give you our first fruit today. God bless our day. God touch us. And, Lord, as the head of my household, single parent, adult parent, whatever, I anoint my children. And I speak a blessing over them today. Now, when you go out in the world, you got your armor on. The reason so many folk be getting messed up in the days because they walk out without their armor on. They, they ain't got no helmet of salvation because they didn't give God the first fruit. They don't have the blessed prayer of righteousness because they didn't put it on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the way we put on the whole armor of God is when we put him first in our families. Husbands, you ought to bless your wife while she's still asleep. You get that anointing on her before she even get well, get up. Wives, you ought to bless your husband before he get up. I think I told the women on Friday night, listen, just grease them up a little bit. Just oil them up. Wake up, wiping all that grease off. What is this grease on my face? No, you must be really anointed, baby. You got the anointing that's flowing on you. You touched. You's anointed by the Lord. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Now, I know this is simple stuff, but this sometimes we got to go back to the very elementary basic things so that we can get stuff right. Because if at the head of the year, January is the what? First fruit of 2009. If you don't get stuff in order in January, it's not going to work the rest of the year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we got just a few more days in January to get stuff lined up, to get stuff orderly, to get some of the wrong folk out of your life. Some of you need to change your phone number, need to change your email. You got to get some of the wrong people from around you because it's the first fruit of this year. And the first determines the rest. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? Please understand this. First place in your relationships. I'm about through. First place in your relationships. Please understand. Uh, if you're in a relationship with somebody, whether it be married or dating, you should pray together on a daily basis now when i say dating i'm talking about seriously dating i ain't talking about the dude you met at king super last week seriously dating now i mean you know seriously no longer than a month or two because in your relationship when you give god the what First, he blesses the rest. See, a lot of arguments, couples could stop and they could diffuse. If when stuff is heated, they say, wait a minute, let's give him the first. I know you want to fight because you're a fighter. You've been fighting all your life you had to fight. I know you want to fight. I want to fight too. But guess what? Let's give God the first fruit. It's hard to be angry when you're praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just bless you. That's hard. I don't know about you, but I cannot pray when I'm angry. So what I do then is what I do is I say in the middle of a heated argument, immediate of a heated disagreement, what they call them these days. Fellowship, heated fellowship. Let's stop 
and give God the first fruit, which is prayer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't need 12 steps to a turnaround and five steps to a healthy relationship. No, just give God the first and he'll bless the rest. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor and say, give him the first. He'll bless the rest. Please understand this. When we put God first, say first fruit, in every area of our lives, he promises to bless that whole area. Now, here's the deal about a promise from God. God's word is good. Please understand, God got good credit. His, his, he ain't got no blemishes. He got 750. His FICO's good. Tell somebody to say his credit's good with me. So if God makes you a promise, then that promise has got to come to pass. Now, here's what we want to do. We're going to make a confession, and we're out of here today. Go to Proverbs 3 one more time. Again, today I just wanted to take some time to teach the principle. And you be at church on Wednesday. I got something for you. Gonna make you run and jump and hula hoop. Proverbs 3, verse 9. Ready, read. Keep going. Now stop. Now, how many of y'all have a barn? Let me see. Come on, barn owners. Come on, get them up, get them up, get them up. Okay, do we do? Now, now watch this. Now watch this. Most people don't have a barn. But you do have a bank account. You do have a place where you store valuables. God says, when you put me first, everything in your barn, I'll increase it. Keep reading. Ready? Read. Now, here's the, here's the, here's the nice thing about God. Say, say wine equals joy. God says, when you put me first, I'm going to make sure that your life is so full of joy. And not joy from what I did five years ago, but you're going to have so much joy for what I'm doing right now. God says, I'm going to keep blessing you so repeatedly that the moment you get ready to testify about what I did yesterday, I don't already done something else because I'm causing your vats to overflow with new wine. Touch three people say new wine, new wine. And it's the overflow. God says you're going to have so much coming into you that you don't know what you got. God says you're going to have so much coming your direction wave after wave after wave after wave. God says I'm going to send tidal waves of blessing in your life. And you're not going to be able to have room to receive it. Because I promised you in Malachi chapter 3 that I would open up the windows of heaven. And pour you out blessings such you have not room to receive. Look at somebody say overflow. Touch somebody say when he's first, you'll never be last. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, 
BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.